attention parents, what you're about to see is not suitable for kids. Shoot, it's not even suitable for some grown-ups. You might want to walk away now if you ain't into these type of things. I'm going to give the people what they want. Sensation, horror, shock. I'm going to deliver the goods because I'm alive and I'm not backing down. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Let's talk about math, baby. Let's talk about it, yes, sirree. Let's talk about all the bad things and the bad things meth and see. Let's talk about meth. <laughs> Disgusting, vomit-inducing thing. Hola, creepos! Welcome to another edition of your favorite true crime podcast. The show about creeps by creeps for you creeps. I'm your host. The tower of power, too sweet to be sour. The people's champion. And joining me, as always, the man that we love to hate, it's hot Carla. What is happening, Vinny Paulino? Great to be back here with you here at this comedy club. We just had our epic DabbleCon weekend. And uh, Vinny, I got to tell you, buddy, you pulled it off, man. You don't we give had, me credit for this whole thing. Well, we had a, a good team of people working on it, but there was a ton of AV that needed to go uh, go on without a hitch, and uh, you and the team pulled it off. So, well, I'm congrats. very happy that everyone is happy. I can't wait for everyone to see the videos when they're all finished up. Yep. Like I saw people giving you a lot of shit that we didn't live stream it. Right. But uh, it wouldn't have been good if we live streamed it because we did have. Uh, there were a couple of things that were not configured in yet, and if we had tried to live, and the stream internet it, in this fucking building sucks a dick. Yeah. Let's not forget that the internet's terrible. Yeah. It's a Look, very big building with very weak Wi-Fi in many places. So. Yeah, well, I'm hardwired in, and I we know. have problems. Like, yeah, exactly. So that's why. That's why I'm like, no, we're not. We're not going to try to live stream this. We have a three camera shoot. You have already edited it on the fly, so we'll be able to get that out this week. Yeah, I think everybody's really going to. Uh, I hope they enjoy it. That's all I'm going to say. Well, I know someone who's been enjoying the videos that's been coming out of DabbleCon. That's our friend Chad Zumak. Yeah. So um, we did a little Chad segment on WATP. And it's funny because Chad always says he doesn't listen to WATP. He's explained this many times that we're not funny, we're not as good at making fun of Suttering John as Shuli and Bob are. And yet somehow he reached out to the guy who runs this club to complain about that guy um, telling a couple stories about yeah. his interactions with him. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Funny how that works. It almost seems like maybe um, Chad's paying a lot of attention to everything we say and do. Oh. That's what it seems like to me. Well, good morning, Chad. Morning, Chad. Also, hi, Harpua729, Devil Count in Florida next year. That's a $2 super chat. Today, listen, forget about Groundhog's Day. That is coming gone. Today's the most important day in early February because it is Super Chat Monday. Wait a second. Vinny, and we're wait, celebrating. Wait, I heard you don't read Super Chats. Oh, who told you that bullshit? Chad Zumak? Because someone doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. I will read every Super Chat. That comes in, Vinny. Well, Carl, I am thrilled we get to do that. Now, <laughs> I got to tell you, folks, before we start today, I just want to say something. Thank you for all listening to The Creep Off. We really appreciate you. Yeah. Um, you are the best 
listeners and the best fans. Hey, I've just getting... been watching shit lately, and you guys are just always so cool and awesome. So thank you for being awesome. I just oh. had to tell you all I love you today. Yeah, no, they're, they're a good group. Um, have you gotten feedback? We're doing bonus shows every week now on Wednesdays. We had a great one with Jim Florentine this last week. I got to think that the people on our Patreon and Supercast and Backed By are happy with the additional content coming out. So uh, they seem to be pretty happy with it. Lots of great feedback on the Florentine episode. And I'm going to tell you what. Yeah, that was fun. The way I think this is going to work, I really like having different guests in like every other episode. Mm-hmm. So I'm working on the booking of this. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do the bookings five minutes before each live show, and we're gonna see who we get. <laughs> Perfect. No, I actually put out a couple of requests to people cool. that you wouldn't normally expect to hear on the show oh. that have expressed interest in doing it in the past that we haven't had on yet. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. So I'm hoping that we could get make that work. We should get Kaya on again too. Kaya is Kaya is very high on that list. Good. But I got we're gonna get Kaya. We yep. love Kaya. I'm working on something fun. Cool. Cool. I love it. Now, folks, let's talk about last week's episode. Do we have to? We sure, certainly we do. Yeah. Here is the uh, score. All right, so Vinny has eighty-four to my seventy-one. Please. Did you stop playing that? No. <laughs> Vinhausen for the Winhausen. Now, Carl, guess what that means? We take that down and we pop up the new scoreboard and let's see the, the score currently. Uh, All right, Vinny's uh, leading three to two in this round. And of course, uh, wait, where was our Tucker Dixon recap? He didn't send one. Oh, I didn't is, see one. Is Tucker out? <laughs> Must be. I don't know. Oh, no, Tucker, come back. Tucker, we love you, pal. Uh, but anyway, if we had heard a recap, you would know that once one of us gets to five points, the other person has to spin the wheel of consequences. And so I got to get on my game here and get some get some victories going. I like the way things are going. Do 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 up do 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 up. I'm so excited to be able to bring today's category to the show. Mm. It is long overdue. I feel like every scum parade, we get a little bit of taste of this. Yep. It's amazing we're not addicted yet. We're going creepiest meth enthusiasts today, folks. So that means... Let's talk about meth, baby. Let's talk about it, yes, sir. Let's talk about all the bad things and the bad things meth had seen. Let's talk about meth. That is my favorite drop. I want everyone to know That's that. Great. I walk in here to make coffee, and I just walk up to the computer and hit that button to play it because it makes me laugh. So, Carl... You brought a meth enthusiast today? I sure did. I also brought a meth enthusiast today, so why don't we ring that bell and get it going? You're up first. All right, folks. Rena, Nevada, circa 2014. Jason Brown, the adopted son of some very affluent parents. As a kid, he excelled academically and athletically in school. Not the person you would expect to see to fall into the clutches of methamphetamine abuse, Carl. It happens out of the best of them sometimes. It does. In fact, uh, the good thing is it comes out later at his trial, and we're going to get there, that his parents, before this incident we're going to discuss, spent $100,000 in cash sending him to rehabs to get him off of meth. Oh, bitch, bitch, bitch. I'm sure the family accountant was really thrilled with that. Another rehab, really? You know we can't write this off. Drugs are bad. So... Episode one of subreddit surfing, there's the plug. We're going to be live tonight at 8 o'clock. We talked to folks who used to use meth. 
And one of the lessons that I learned from this, Carl, yeah. uh, everybody that I spoke to who used to use meth, you know what they told me? That it's amazing and they can't wait to try it again? No, they, they oh. go, uh, <laughs> listen, man, I could quit whatever I want to. Oh, interesting. They all said that, and this was the thing, they all told me that meth was easy to quit. I don't think that's true, Benny. I don't think that's true. I could so, be wrong. Well, the users have it. I mean, they used it. I didn't. I can't call them liars, sure, but sure. <laughs> there's a track record that yep. uh, seems the math is not in their favor, is my point. So I think that parents of this guy who spent $100,000 would also disagree. Um, but when we get to 2014, we are talking about a 24-year-old rich kid. Okay. That's... Who this is. He's out on the lam. He's probably hanging out away from his parents because he's using meth. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is staying in a Super 8 motel. I will say, I do not like doing meth with my parents. It's super annoying. So I get it. <laughs> they always just want to talk to me. Oh, God. It's nonstop. Can we just watch the movie? Shut the fuck up. I'm trying to watch Schindler's List again. <laughs> I got my little pennant out that I'm holding in my hand. Oh, Schindler's Jesus list. <laughs> What's up with the propeller beanie, Carl? When you do that, it's weird. So he was one of the guests of the hotel, Carl, who did that thing where he just leaves the do not disturb sign on the door at all times. Yeah. Pretty good move, right? On, on a bender, please do not disturb. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That's at least quasi considerate, but they call I that, assume. They call that the Hunter Biden sign. So that's known as. I'm going to assume that that's a red flag to the people who work at the hotel, right? Mm -hmm. Whenever they see someone who just like doesn't want the room cleaned at all. Well, unless you're seeing hookers coming and going, then you're like, okay, good. Then, then you know it's we're we're fine. But we'll if he's just, just cooped up in the there week. sure the whole time. That's not good. Now you expect to clean blood at a certain point. So after a week or two that he's there, oh boy, the sign wasn't there one day. Oh, good. So the maid was like, "All right, here we go." And she walks into the room, Carl. Yep. And uh, let me give you her account of it. She said that she found the room covered in blood stains and dog limbs. Dog limbs. Dog limbs. Wow. She also found the head of a dog in the bathtub. Okay. Where, where there's limbs, there's usually a head, so that makes sense. When the police officers arrived at the scene, they found the head of Chihuahua's in the room refrigerator. Interesting. Okay. Obviously, the, they call the police. Unaware, Jason shows back up to the room, and the cops look at him. God damn it, where'd my drops go? I'm going to fix this in post. Sorry, guys. That's where the Curb Your Enthusiasm music is going to play later. <laughs> Holy shit, I ruined that. But... He just books it. He turns around, runs the other way. Cops chase him. And when they catch him, he's obviously has meth on him. Okay. So he is arrested and charged with five felony counts of willful torture of animals and one count of possession of a controlled substance, methamphetamine, obviously. Now, what do they always search when you have it on you and you have illegal drugs? They always look at your phone. And guess what, guys? Mm. Don't make videos of torturing animals, please. What? Did you do? Carl? Yeah, you, never, you don't want to actually videotape your crimes. I don't know why we have to keep explaining this to people. 
It's like beating a goddamn dead chihuahua. It is, yep. Stop filming your crimes, <laughs> dummies. Yes. It's bad enough you're leaving evidence all over the place, but at least an attorney can come up with some ridiculous you know, scheme. All you fucking meth heads give me this story about how fucking productive you are on this shit. You couldn't clean the room, dude? Yeah, right? Now, here's just, this broke my heart, this whole thing, because I was reading this story. Alex sent me this. And I was reading the story while I had my dog Sammy on my lap, and I was just petting her and reading this. And what I'm about to read to you folks is not great. Yeah, but your dog's not a chihuahua. It's a real dog. Yeah. <laughs> so keep that in mind. She's a good girl. And I would never chop her head off and put it in a mini fridge of a fucking Super 8 motel. The videos. Never say never, Minnie. The video. <laughs> if I get try meth on the wheel, who knows where we'll end up. <laughs> exactly. They searched his phone. He had a lot of videos. The collection of videos were shot by him and two of his friends torturing and dismembering these dogs. In court, they were submitted to the judge, detectives, and lawyers. Uh, he claimed to be heavily under the influence of meth and had no recollection of what happened during the time for the past two or three weeks. The video was played in the courtroom, and even though no one was allowed to see it except for the judge and the lawyers and him, several people who had sold their dogs to Brown could hear the audio of the dog squealing in pain and also hear the repeated sounds of knives and other metal blades clinking together dozens of times. Jesus Christ! Sometimes quickly and other times methodically. The witnesses who sold the dogs were crying and sobbing at the sounds from the video. In the video, Brown is heard saying, I'm making a jacket out of them. No one told me there was going to be boasting. Thanks, Walt Disney. <laughs> A friend mentioned that if he gets caught, he could go to prison for, quote, like four years. Oh, okay, sure. His meth head buddy's like, <laughs> you know, you get like four years for, you know, what you're doing here, Jason. And he's like, my parents will get a lawyer. So. Yeah, you ever been to Burlington Coat Factory? Those coats are fucking expensive. Dog coats everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, I'll just make my own. I'm not paying these outrageous prices. <laughs> Burlington Coat Factory prices, yeah. <laughs> okay. Dude. His friends are heard joking with him about him possibly being caught for this while they're filming it. Uh -huh. And he goes, if you go to a jury, oh, God. Another friend said the jury uh, people would show up at the trial and their service dogs, they, they'd be like crying. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. People would be pretty upset about this. He went on to explain in the video how he would go on Craigslist and search ads with the words pets free. Oh, I see. Okay. He also said, the little white chihuahuas are my favorite. If I get one of those, they are coming to Jason's house of pain. <laughs> they are little rats, aren't they? He went on They're to little say. Little rat-like dogs. You, what, what are your feelings on pugs? Oh, pugs are cute. Okay. Well, you're going to love this then. Okay. He goes, pugs, instead of barking, pugs sound like humans when you kill them. You fucking kids. know all about this shit. They yell, he said, mimicking the noise. L you want to see, he said, let's try to get one of those for tonight. This episode could be hard to listen to. People who sold Brown the dogs all said he looked normal with clean cut when he responded to their ads on Craigslist. Oh, he wasn't wearing his chihuahua pants when he was purchasing these dogs? Smart move. That's probably Fucking a good move. Jason and the techno dog <laughs> colored dream coat. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He said, 
this is what he told people. One guy said he sold him a puppy for 40 bucks. Okay. And he said that he wanted a dog to hunt ducks with. And he said- <laughs> Wait a second. Do chihuahuas hunt ducks? Is that a good duck hunting dog to have? I don't know. I think he just had a white chihuahua on the wish list when he said that. Yeah. I don't know if all the dogs were chihuahuas. Okay. But they found chihuahua heads. Yeah. A couple chihuahua heads. And yeah. they didn't say what the other one was in the bathtub. They didn't get into the, the breeds. At least he didn't rape the dogs. Do we know that? <laughs> Have Actually, you watched these don't. videos? Actually, we don't know that. But <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure if it was in the video, we'd know about it. Because <laughs> they put all this shit out already. So here's some interesting facts. Brown previously spoke up to a family friend that he was having the urges of rage and that he had even killed a friend's dog. He also said the killing dogs made him feel high. The family friend went on to ask him if he was having these urges towards people. Brown said, no, dogs are good for now. For now. Okay, good. Yeah. Now, his lawyer was like, listen, your honor. Chihuahuas? No, that's not what he said. He said <laughs> that Brown should I know. wasn't his attorney. That's what I would have said. <laughs> so the orders, the, uh, the, the lawyer said he needs to go to treatment for chronic depression and his long history of abuse. And uh, one psychiatric, psychiat psychiatrist, wow, my stutter's coming out hard today. A uh, psychiatrist described as the worst case of drug addiction she has ever seen. Okay. So this kid really, really, really liked meth. Well, and also torturing dogs. Yeah. He really gets off on that, too. So the judge wasn't having any of it, and he said he was getting no leniency. During the sentencing, here's the quote from the judge. Those images I watched, I will never forget. The cruelty, the sadism you exhibited is simply shocking. He went on to say the part that frightened me the most about the video is that you produced them in the first place. Yeah, pretty stupid. That tells me you wanted to go back and watch this again. A trophy, if you will, of your behavior. You watched and laughed with your friends, sir. 28 years in the Nevada State Prison. Now, he was eligible for parole in March of 2022. Okay. They said, get the fuck back in that jail, All motherfucker. Right. And uh, he's not eligible again until 2025. Tucker Dixon had a good idea. Yeah, what's that? He should have just, instead of having an attorney, just brought one of those fucking chihuahuas into the courtroom to yip the whole fucking time. Just, just let like, her run around? Yeah, just, people just like, oh my God, can somebody please rip this fucking dog's legs off? The bailiff tries to catch it. It's running up to the <laughs> table. <laughs> I just think that... Uh, no dog deserves that. This is just, this kid was fucking sick in the head, and he happened to like meth. Okay. When you combine those two things, you get a real fucking creep yes. and a meth head. I think that's the axis. This story was almost so bad, I didn't want to do it. I think that meth makes everybody crazy. <laughs> I don't think you have to be a creep to start off with. I think you do enough meth. You'll do some stupid shit. I had one guy. Make some bad decisions. One of the guys that we had on the show seemed like he was kind of together. Uh -huh. And he was like a n very nice guy and like very rational. Could have a conversation with you. And he talked about how like supposedly meth wears off quicker than other drugs. And that like, like, I don't know if that's true, but yeah, then I, I thought about, about it. And I'm like, these guys just keep smoking it for days and it keeps them up. Right. So like the second they start to crash, you're like, oh, time for a pick me up. 
So I don't know. It just seems bad. Don't do it. Don't do meth. Sorry right. for the hot take. All right. You ready for my uh, creepiest meth head or meth enthusiast, whatever we're calling it? I'm going to do my best. All right. I bring to you Lindsay Fiddler. She's an Oklahoma woman who has been charged with felony child neglect. Lindsay Fiddler, 26, was high on meth when she put her own newborn daughter, Maggie Mae Trammell, in the washing machine with the dirty laundry and started a washing cycle. She was on the third day of a meth binge when she decided to put a 10-day-old baby into the washing machine. Okay. And started out. The baby was... Is this like a PSA from the 70s? The baby was in the washing machine for 40 minutes. Don't smoke marijuana, Because what Lindsay did is she immediately passed out. She had finally had enough of being up for days, puts the baby in, starts the laundry, takes a nap on a chair. Now, the baby's great aunt, Rhonda Cachat, was also in the house at the time and realized something was wrong when she saw Fiddler passed out not responsive on a chair with the child nowhere to be found. After hearing a clunking noise coming from the washer, she opened the lid to find the dead infant. Oh, no. I know. She just heard, dude, dude, that's the worst shock. That's like a movie fucking shock. I can see this being filmed. Just hearing the dunk, dunk, dunk from the dryer in the basement or whatever the fuck it is. And she's just going, I wonder what that noise is. She's asleep. She goes down the stairs, opens it up, and then she's just, Oh, <laughs> yeah, <you> think? <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, this is a 10-day-old baby, which was, by the way, because she was a meth head, and we'll get more into that, uh, was born very tiny. Oh, so the, I did the kerklunk too loud. Yeah, maybe a little bit too loud. She was a very tiny baby. You know what? Now it might be a fun time to do this, because I was doing some research, and there is a YouTube channel called Mr. Scary, and Mr. Scary made a video about this. He has a pretty sick sense of humor, this guy. Check this out. You is got this, it. Oh, the video? Yeah, 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 oh, I'm yeah, right? sorry. I thought you were playing audio. No, Forget no, no. Me. You got the video over there. I'm the stupid idiot, everyone. To catch an idiot. <laughs> Uh-oh. Where's the audio? There we go. Starting up their whirlpool washing machine, children's toys. Oh, and there's a, there's a little baby. Oh, and she's twirling around. Oh, no. <laughs> Caught your baby inside. <laughs> oh, man. Holy shit. Holy shit. I'm sorry I blasted everybody's eardrums. I'll fix it later. Holy shit, Vinny. When I was researching this, this is the first, this is how this video starts. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I like the be, little kid spinning. Whoever made this should be a fan of the creep. I man. want him on the show. I he I book it, Mister Scary. What the fuck's your Seriously. deal, dude? What's your deal, pal? Under questioning, Lindsay Fiddler told police that she wrapped her this daughter. Is her? Yeah, that's what she looks like. This is our uh, mom of the year. But I mean, she has two other kids, and this uh, this daughter. She's got one in the oven. <laughs> the other one's in the microwave. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, so Literally, she has one in the oven. Under questioning, Fiddler told police she wrapped her daughter in a blanket and gave her a pacifier, but was unable to remember how the baby ended up in the washing machine and went through an entire washing cycle. She blamed Rhonda, the great aunt, who, by the way, is on morphine. So you got you got a meth head 
in the house with another woman who's on morphine and they're watching these kids. And so there was argument on the 911 call. What uh, state is this in? This is in Oklahoma. Okay, checks out. There was argument on the 911 call about who placed the baby in the washing machine. They're both accusing each other of doing it. That's really funny. Fiddler's dangerous drug habit spurred her relatives toward an unsuccessful attempt. You know how I would settle it if I was a 911 operator? One, two, three. Not it. <laughs> yeah, right. No shit. <laughs> Uh, Fiddler's dangerous drug habit spurred her relatives toward an unsuccessful attempt to have her parental rights stripped when she was four months pregnant. She was arrested for drug possession at four months. But this is not Fiddler's first run-in with the law. She had previously been convicted of larceny and assault and battery and has received numerous traffic violations for speeding, driving without a license, and failing to put her other kids in child safety seats. These kids are just flopping around this car. Methods don't have time for safety seats for infants. Oh, God. I imagine that's one of the first telltale signs right. of meth. We take some risks in this in this family, kids. All right? That's, that's how we're going to have fun with life. That and when their cheekbones poke the officer in the eye because they're all fucking skeleton people. Fiddler, it is a good way to lose weight, which is why I am considering it. Anyone who came here this weekend knows I could probably use a, a good meth binge or two. Everybody told me I looked great. <laughs> and for the way you describe me, they're like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, what is this? It's only because you were next to um, Cardiff that you don't look as much like a potato. Oh, man. Anthony Kumi and I had an interesting conversation with him in your basement. Yeah, I'd I'd carted over to my basement, and of course the funniest thing was I go, "Hey, do you want my uh, address?" He's like, "Oh no, I know it." I'm like, oh, that's right. This is the asshole who used to post photos of my fucking kitchen and basement on the don't, internet. Don't call Cardiff names. <laughs> I mean, you know, before he became the endearing potato that he is today. Obviously. Yeah, he came in hot. He came <laughs> he sure in a hot did. potato, didn't he? He sure did. Yeah. What was your conversation with? Uh, no, I can't. I cannot tell you any of the information that we learned, but it was just like we were both like, I can't believe what I'm hearing. Oh, all right. We'll have to talk after, I guess. Yeah. If you don't want to spill the beans here. Never. All right. So Fiddler is now serving a 15-year sentence for manslaughter and child neglect. Before Maggie May died, the Washington County Office of the State Department of Human Services had received five reports about Fiddler each alleged neglect or abuse related to drug use. One of these reports came the day Maggie May was born. So 10 days before this, but child welfare workers it's not concluded. a good track record with that baby. No. No wonder she fucking 10 days later lost it in the washing machine. Dude, the day she was born, the state was trying to intervene and take these children away, but child welfare workers concluded Maggie May and two older siblings were safe and the fiddler was willing to work on her parenting services. Okay. And I just want to, so you showed um, our our uh, creep here, Lindsay Fiddler. Yeah. Let's show the 10-day-old uh, baby, the daughter. There's Mag, There's little Maggie May. Well, she looks like she needed a bath. Yeah, she sure got one. <laughs> 40 minutes of just spinning around and around. You know, this problem could have been solved by that uh, old home economics test where they would give the kid the egg to take home for a week. Sure. Or the bag of flour or whatever. Yeah. Meth heads are really bad with that. They never bring the egg back in one piece. Try to glue, you ever try to glue an egg back? You never get the yolk off the You need shell. a lot of meth to get that, <laughs> that task <laughs> take place. So anyway, that is my creep. Vote for who you thought brought the... Brought, whoa. Vote for who you thought brought the bigger meth creep at our subreddit. And you can get a link to that from thecreepoff.com. Absolutely. The subreddit is r slash thecreepoff. Go figure. Makes sense. Yeah. I learned how to say it right. Good. Look at me applying myself. 
Okay, Carl, I guess that means it's time for some Who Are These Creepos? That's correct, Vinny. Who are these Creepos? This is a new segment on the show, and the reason why we do this is because we believe... Hold on. Let me start over again. We know for yeah, a fact... Get it right. ...that we are the number one true crime podcast on the internet. We need to get a Flavor Flav Yeah Boy drop yeah, for right there. Yeah, boy! That's it. So we are the number one true crime podcast, and we could say that all we want. People might say, I don't know, there's probably other shows that are just as good, if not better. And I say, oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> You're looking for an argument, aren't oh, you, yeah? mister? You think maybe there's another show just as good as this one? You sure this is the road you want to go down, sir? <laughs> yeah, you really think that's, that's true? <laughs> not even close, my friend, and we'll prove it by breaking down a different true crime show every single episode and proving that our show is superior to other true crime podcasts. It's so not hard. It's like the easiest thing we do on the show. It actually is. So there's a guy who podcasts. He has a lot of podcasts, and he loves true crime. He loves the true crime genre. And we actually covered one of his podcasts in an earlier episode. Okay. But that was an older podcast he did. This is a newer one. Are we bringing who I think we're bringing right it's now? It's called Of Monsters and Mad Men. This episode came out October 11th, 2022. It's called The KFC Massacre, 30 Years Mystery. And listen to this podcast to really paint a picture for us. We're going to hear about how a KFC in Texas closes. This Kentucky Fried Chicken restaurant in Kilgore, Texas had been open for business. Closing time was fast approaching. The last customers finishing their meals. The staff were beginning the process of closing down and cleaning all the food stations. Soon enough, they'd be on their way home. Yeah, we know how it works. I, I like that finally, Patty Seek, as I should mention, this is Patrick Michaels hosting this show of Monsters of Mad Men. Finally, there's something he knows about. Closing down a fast food restaurant, he has to provide every detail he can. There were fewer people eating there. They started cleaning things up. They were getting ready to close. Like, we know. And I had to clean the slicer. Yes, it was closing time. We got it. It was Arby's he worked at, right? He was an Arby's guy, yeah. It was a little bit too much for him, though. Mm -hmm. He had a hard time with that. Arby's. I can't handle that corporate life. He didn't get the promotion, and his buddy did get a promotion, even though they started at the same time, Vinny. It's very frustrating. What, what's the promotion to? Um, uh, the slicer, I guess. I don't know. Okay. Start on the fry later. Well, well, here's the deal. Uh, do I have to make it. We're gonna make sandwiches. Uh, we're gonna make Charlie over here the assistant manager, Patrick Michael. I know that might be upsetting to you, but he also didn't bash a 14 year old's head in. So you know, we're gonna promote. Yeah. Him. So there's that. He gets to be a key holder. So there's that. <laughs> All right. So and by the way, those things in your ears smell horrible. Yeah. The customers don't want you near the food anymore, so now you have to mop. Yeah. The the gauges are not helping. I mean, it already smells like shit. It's an Arby's. And you got those fucking smelly gauges. Not helping at all, sir. They're in my nose right now. I can smell them from here. <laughs> oh, God. Um, you know, when people start doing Patrick Michael, are, I need stig glides from his ears. Yes. Good point. That's something he's that we've that been up missing. Before. Yes, he's brought that up. His ears are quite smelly. I think that's why he owns all those headphones. Because of his smelly ears. I think he said that Holy before. shit. Is that why? Yeah. The headphones, I, th they just I think he wears sticking. them one time. And he's like, oh, these reek. I got to get a new pair of headphones now. Yeah. Maybe wash your fucking head. 
<laughs> no, just get disposable headphones. Okay, good. That's, that's also a solution. Well, it's really hard to do when there's nine podcasts you have to record in a day. <laughs> I'm going to stop doing laundry and just burn my clothes, just get new ones every time. That seems like a good solution, too. Why not? Yeah, that's what my wife does. We got a big char pit in the back. <laughs> I'm still wearing it. I know. <laughs> every fall, the yeah. underwear perch. <laughs> right, Come so, on over. We roast a pig. So now he's going to tell us. Because there's a lot of details about this restaurant closing down and who's still at the restaurant. Most of them were employees or former employees, while Monty Landers was a friend of Joey Johnson and David. He came by to visit his friends, but none of them could have expected what was about to happen. Whoa! None of them could have expected what was about to happen, Vinny. Are you ready for this? Are you excited about what's about to happen? At the KFC at closing time? Yep. He's what set, could it be? He's setting it up. Let's find out. What happened next is still a mystery. Oh, okay. Great. So we don't even know. Cool. But they uh, they <laughs> did clean the counters, yes? Yeah, I think the counters were clean, if I'm okay. not mistaken. But okay. something happened that we don't know what it was. And they didn't know what it was going to be. And we still don't know what it was that they didn't know was going to happen. That was unexpected. Can I, can I guess that the transition is? But here's what we do know. Well, let's find out um, because now we're going to talk about how apparently they were phoning in to corporate how much money they had in the register. You have to, that's something they have to do at the end of the night. Okay. And these guys walk in, these three guys walk into the store. Hey there, fellas. And we don't have any more fried chicken. We're closed. Yeah. And they overhear them saying like, wow, we made like 3000 bucks, whatever, you know, Amazing amount of money in 1983 a KFC is pulling down. Sure. We don't know whether or not they had planned what had happened next. Or were they just inspired by the money? Wait a second. They, he doesn't know if these people who came here to rob a KFC had planned to rob the KFC or if they just walked in and went, hey, they have money here? Should we kill everyone and take that money? That seems like a good point. They were inspired by that 3000 bucks. They're like, we should start killing everyone, right? Yeah. That's, that sounds smart. You never, you can never underestimate criminals. They, they do stuff like that. They see the opportunity and they take it. But um, They get inspired. Yeah. Yeah. Trust me, Patty. They, they had planned this out. This was planned. So this is the dumbest thing he says in this episode, which anytime you can point out a dumb thing Patrick Michael says, it's always a lot of fun. But the next day, the local police found a murder scene. The bodies were fresh, and they were located near an oil field on County Road 232. Their blood had dried, and flies were beginning to swarm. The smell carried through the breeze with nothing in the way to hinder it. And right away, the police officers who found the bodies knew something was wrong. <laughs> Hold on. So many things. So many things. First off, flies and dried blood. Fresh for fucking it started, Arby's. It started you know. with fresh. And now these it already stinks and there's flies around. Like, wait, what? But my uh, favorite. Let me play this again. This is my favorite line. Oh, I know what it is. A police ever walks up, finds five dead bodies. They, they all were shot execution style in the back of the head. <laughs> and right away, the police officers who found the bodies knew something was wrong. No shit, Sherlock! No shit! Hey, guys! Uh, see these dead bodies over here? I don't think they were here yesterday. Something's wrong. This is not the normal decor. Oh, god damn, I love field. this kid. I great. just love this kid. Isn't he that great? Is, 
You know what? That might be, I, that might go on my list with Nancy Grace. I might have to subscribe to this. Are there oh, any okay. newer episodes? This is the newest one. But oh, it's, October. It's, it's He'll get around to it again he, in the spring. February. And then he put another one out in October. And I always wonder, like, how does he even keep track of which shows are still going and not still going? I don't know how he gets inspired to sit down and record podcasts from time to time on some of these older shows. But. Well, it's very simple. If someone commented on it, the show is immediately abandoned. True. Yes. As long as no one's listening, he'll continue to put out new content for you. So three of the victims were like 19, 20 years old, but two of them were in their 30s. You had Mary Tyler, who has children at home. And then get this. The name of the other woman who was killed is Opie Hughes. They killed the wrong Opie. So here's my prediction of what happened since nobody knows. Here's what really happened. Okay. Anthony sent a Terminator from the past, from the future, Ah, to the past to take care of Greg Opie Hughes. Yes, right. But the Skynet fucking tried to follow him. Yeah, and Skynet got the wrong. It was using the chat GPT. This poor Skynet was using GPT. Didn't deserve this. <laughs> this woman didn't deserve this. So Mary Tyler has children at home. When they investigated her background, they found that Mary had been a mother of three, working in KFC to pay off the bills. Suddenly, her kids no longer had a mother. Hmm. It was a difficult phone call for them to make. How do you know? Were you there for it? Maybe the guy was like, oh my God, can I call her kids? Let me call her kids. No, 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 I want to call her kids. I have the audio. All right, let's get it. Come on, guys. They're fighting for the phone. I'm just, just bobbling it. I'm just curious who the phone call was to and why. Like, yeah, yeah. And usually when someone's mom dies, it's not really fun to have to tell them the news. Yeah. Here how that went. Here's how that went. 1983. Uh, is your mother Mary Tyler? Yes. <laughs> she ain't coming home, kid. Yeah. Uh, file some paperwork with the city. You'll find your new parent. Everyone is looking forward to having a home cooked meal tonight. Take one step forward. Not, not so, so fast. fast. <laughs> All right, so this this right here is just more fucking nonsense. Because it sounds like Patty's reading a wiki page or something, because I looked for it to see if he was just following a script. Obviously not. I think that he came up with this one on his own. Eventually, police began to cast their net wider and wider, but it was ground to a halt. Nothing they did seemed to lead them to answers. All they encountered were shadows, rumors, and just guesses. None of that would stick in court. No shit, Sherlock! No shit! All they encountered were shadows, rumors, and guesses. Vinny, this is the, a police investigation. Who are these police officers? Try, how are they trying to investigate shadows? That's what I like to know. What the fuck is that? He's like, by the way, just so you guys know, I mean, you can take a guess at who did this crime, but that's not going to work in court. You I can't can, just, Your Honor, we're guessing it's this guy right here. I could guess who wrote this script. Hold on, yeah, the right? Dummy with the ear gauges. <laughs> oh, sh- shadows? What did he say? Shadows, rumors, and guesses. Yep. Is what they That's had. That's the name of this on. episode. Shadows, <laughs> rumors, rumors, and, and guesses. guesses. That should be the name of his new podcast. Quite frankly, I'd check that out. So basically, what happened was 20 <laughs> something years later. There were, they found uh, DNA evidence from guys who were already in prison doing life for other crimes, and they were able to put this on them. Now, they never found the third guy because there was a third guy, and these yeah. guys both claimed Because the he went guy. back to the future. He thought his mission was completed. Ah, yes, you're right. It probably was uh, a Terminator robot. 
That's a good point. Because these guys claim they weren't the ones that pulled the trigger that this other guy did, and they wouldn't give up the name. Are you ready for an M. Night Shyamalan type of twist on this story, Vinny? Is it completely stupid and pointless? But in the end, there was a strange twist. One of Texas's worst unsolved murders had finally been solved. Pinkerton and Hartsfeld delivered a warning as they were carted away from court. They said that a third man had been there that night. He had been the one that actually killed the victims. He was also the one that assaulted Mary Tyler. That's why neither Pinkerton nor Hartsfeld match with the DNA found on the assaulted victim. This other man was still out there, but they would not reveal his name. And as of this day, the man behind the Kentucky Fried Chicken Massacre might still be walking free. For most people in Kilgore, however, this case is now in the past. How is now? Now it's now in the past. It's forty years ago. Yes, it's still in the past for everybody. That's how, that's how time works. So many good names for this episode come out of this fucking idiot's mouth. How the passage of time works. So anyway, that wasn't a twist at all. He's just like, yeah, you know, there's probably a third guy they never convicted. And also, that was 40 years ago. So if there is a third guy, I doubt I should be afraid of him. The 70-year-old man walking around going, I should tell you about the time I was at that KFC and we got off with $2,700 that day. I have a coupon for two buckets. Uh, As he's in the KFC, just saying, I remember when I shot everyone at one of these places once. Dude, basically, what happened was five people were taken from a KFC driven 15 miles Shot execution style, and Patty Seacups found a way to make that the most boring thing I've ever heard in my life. I fell asleep <laughs> listening to this 15-minute-long podcast. Holy shit. You really can. I remember when I did the 12-hour live stream and I was listening to his original one. Yep. Oh, my God. He just, it's so much. And he's Ugh. so bad at true crime podcasts. I want to just make sure we bring this up because of last week, people hated that fucking show you brought last week and they were mad at you for bringing it yeah but i want to defend you for a Thank second you. because the one of the biggest true crime podcasts on the planet is last podcast on the left sure and they do this these shows they do shows about the ghosts and shit like that they don't do that stuff but like a lot of these podcasts for some reason think that ghosts and shit are true crime oh yeah patty seacups does that all the time he so, has shows that are like well there's ghost stories but there's also true crime but there's also like Okay. Right. But he's not the only one who does this. Correct. So many of these fucking shows do it. Full Body Chills was the one we did last week. Yeah. Apparently, people found that very annoying. Dude, that is awful and should never have been made. True. All right. All right. I think we've proven it once again. Oh, that we're better than Patty Seacups. The Thanks, creep Carl. Up is the best. Yeah. Wait, look, at one at a time, we got to prove that we are the best true crime show on the internet. It's true. He did make a nomination, didn't he? We did. Yep. All right. So uh, I guess it's time for some voicemails. The Creep Off voicemail segment is brought to you by the city of Syracuse. At Syracuse, we're so happy that it was announced that we are the site of the new Last of Us theme park. Best part is, we don't have to change anything. They're just going to put up a sign. See you in Syracuse. You know, I met some very lovely people from Syracuse at these shows this mm-hmm, past weekend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did they try to bite you? They did not. Good. They had enough money to get into the shows. I was impressed by that. They seemed human. They spoke English. Maybe I was wrong about Syracuse, Vinny, is what I'm trying to say. Hey, before we hit those voicemails real quick, Cardiff Electric, $2.79 Canadian cents. Uh, Subreddit surfing 8 p.m.-ish tonight, yes. And also, Mint Salad, $5. Thank you, Mint. 
I personally wouldn't put a baby in any kind of washing machine. Good. Good on you, Mint. That's very good. Everybody knows babies like the dryer. Correct. It's soothing. Yes. No, wait. Are you supposed to put it on top of the dryer or in? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you're referring to there. Vinny. No, I've heard that people put their babies like in the things because like the vibration from the dryer. Oh, no, no. Put them right inside the dryer. Okay. Yeah, they like the warmth. <laughs> don't forget fabric softener. <laughs> it's a fun ride. <laughs> Throw in a couple sheets. Oh, dude. Th- one of the articles I found. come out nice and soft smelling like laughing. One of the articles I found about Lindsay Fiddler was, this is the headline. Lindsay Fiddler may be a meth head, but at least she does the laundry. Okay. <laughs> well, I was going to say that too, but I didn't yeah. say it. Because like my guy, they walk into this room and he's yeah. got fucking puppy blood all over the Yeah, he's not cleaning up after himself. At least and she's like trying to dog limbs. Up. Just all willy-nilly. Okay, I'm not saying she's mom of the year, but at least she was trying to get some laundry done. Well, I mean, compared to this guy. During her bender. Can't even take care of a dog. All right, let's um, let's do some voicemails. Certainly, Carl. Let me pop the voicemail box open. Here we go. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I fucking thought I was calling the fucking boner line. <laughs> Who am I calling? The fucking creep up? Oh, well. Y'all need to have me on. I'm the almost cousin fucker. Jenny Jingles got wet whenever I hit her up, so, you know. Don't say shit for attention. It's Paul's so in your court. Paul's in whose court? <laughs> was that Lorenzo Ariola? I don't think it was. Didn't he say he was the almost cousin fucker? Well, wasn't that the guy who called and left us a voicemail or yeah. his like chick was yelling at him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That, that's not the boner line, sir. The boner yeah. line's on the Drew and Mike show. All right. I did a bad job this week. Figure it out, buddy. Okay. Now, folks, we opened it up on Twitter. Fix your fucking mic, Vinny. You're starting to sound like Carl. <laughs> Fuck you. Don't call me back. Yeah. What a good dude today. I guess he kind of uh, got both of us with that one, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't great. All right. Here we go. You call this a motherfucking creep, Vinny? Oh, my God. I mean, I hate to say this, but I'm going to have to actually go vote. Vinny, I've never voted for the creep-off before, but I may have to go vote for the club-footed buck-tooth fucking retard. At least Your vote did it matter. Your vote did it matter. The fuck, Vinny? Dude didn't do anything. He fucking jerked off in his buddy's bathroom, and he... Did the peapod on video. Okay. And? Thank you. Okay. That's sir. what I was trying to say. Yes. He very, jackhammered his asshole with his friend's wife's thank dildo in their bathroom. For voting. And then put it back. You already won. Stop it. I mean, I just have to say, do I have to spell this out for you guys why he was a creep? All right. Here's uh, a little plug about uh, something I want to bring up again for a second. Hey, this one's actually business. Um, that whole uh, back by, you guys need to send that to Adam Curry. Um, that, that's actually something I want to support. Hell, I want to help. All right? 
uh, I'll email you. Get in touch with me. All right. I'll look for your email, man. I um, actually saw Dick Masterson reached out to Adam Curry directly. Oh, great. About it because, yeah, they're, Adam Curry's been on this um, podcasting 2.0 and trying to decentralize podcasting and making sure that nothing ever gets censored by um, our overlords. Folks, that's where you could find us, by, And we have some very nice placement on their site. I was actually really, really happy to see that. It was very nice. Nice. On their featured podcast page. Just oh. look for the big, bright green slime logo. So Dick still likes you. He hasn't uh, realized what a creep you are yet. That's good to know. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's see if we got any more here. A lot of people yelling at me about subreddit surfing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, they're mad because we didn't have an RSS feed. Oh, right. But we just got the RSS feed out this past week, so if you want to find that, please check it out. You guys right. using Anchor.fm? Cardiff set it up. That's why it took so long. <laughs> okay. But here's the thing. Yeah, yeah, what's the thing? His, his thought was, with the new Spotify app, when you use Anchor, mm-hmm. they will put the video directly into the app, too. Oh, do they really with Anchor? Yeah. Huh. And only with Anchor. No shit. Yeah, so uh, we're going to give that a shot, see how it goes. So we went with Anchor. That's the answer. Yeah, because everybody needs to be able to watch subreddit surfing. Nobody should watch subreddit. Everyone, everyone has well, to there is a fucking Vinny. Of anything I've ever done, it does have the best visual element. I mean, Cardiff's a lot of fun to the watch. The potato, yeah. We got a potato, and then sure. when fucking people show up wearing dog masks and shit. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. We I have am. two guests lined up for tonight. Nice. So it should be fun. Okay, kids. Enough of that shit. Are you ready for a scum parade, Carl? I am, buddy. Take me on a raid of these fuck charades that these creeps have made. Skull Parade, Vinny and Carl gonna tell you about some fuck shit. This dude is fucking corny. Skull Parade, like stories of a kid fucked by his mom or dad. Soaking up the blood of a cat. Skull Parade. That's fascinating. Please go on. Carl. Yes, sir. Can you do me a favor? Yeah, what do you need? You got one of those old school banger scum parade themes just sitting on that board? I do, yeah. Hit one of those for me, would you? All right. Watch out for the scum parade. Oh, no, it's a scum parade. Look out for the scum parade. Making Vinny's day. All right. Why do we need two uh, scum parade songs? Stalling, and I just needed one to. Ah, I needed. I loved it. Got I it. wanted to hear got it. Got you, buddy. It does make my day. <laughs> don't tell the truth and then the lie. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. But all right, I got. I you. don't want to be a liar. But I got you. I did want to hear it. So uh, we're gonna go to Osaka, Japan, Carl. Mm-hmm. Now, we just got our very first conveyor belt sushi restaurant. We did. I haven't been there yet, but I want to check it out. Yeah, get there before me. Be my advice. Okay, yeah? Yeah. Why, are you like these creeps in Japan? No, but I would never do what they do, and I'm disgusted. I almost moved to Chicago because they had a conveyor belt sushi place that I really liked. Oh, yeah? Oh, goddamn, yeah. You moved to cities because of a restaurant? I, would, would I was thought about that it. That checks out. That story actually I does check out. Yeah. I'm fucking, I am the epitome of that John Panette bit. <laughs> Oh, man, we're bottomless stomach. Close the place down. Yeah. God rest his soul. You know what? He seemed like such a healthy guy. I'm surprised. Can I tell you uh, a funny story? Yeah. When I did the uh, 
Syracuse Funny Bone bragging. There was a uh, the MC gave me a very interesting brag as we were sitting in the back green room. He goes, "You know, I uh, I've been I've been to this club and I this is great to be at this club. I, I've been doing comedy for a long time. Uh, are you familiar with the comedian John Panette?" <laughs> and I looked at him and said, "Yes, I am." And <laughs> he goes, "He and I struck up a bit of a friendship, you know." And I am not exaggerating. He dropped John Panette that he was a very nice man and that he talked to him after a show once. Okay. And he told me that story over seven minutes. Was he also a very large man? No. No. Okay. It was just a weird thing that happened to me. I sat there and watched this man tell me this. Hmm. Comedy's a weird business, folks. That's a weird name drop. It, got it was one of the yeah. weirdest things. Yeah. And it was like a couple months ago, Carl. We're talking right. a couple months ago. You, Florentine and I were texting each other from the other side of the room. We're going, is this man serious? <laughs> Drop! That's how you do it, sir. Now. What was going on in Japan, though, Betty? I don't know. The operator of a major <laughs> sushi restaurant chain, <laughs> Sushiro, which is a uh, conveyor belt sushi restaurant. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. I'm fucking joking. I got it. They had to close it temporarily. They had to close their conveyor belts. To specifically ordered food for customers only because they found that a customer had been sitting there and licking the unused cups and utensils in sushi as it was going down the conveyor He's belt. He's just shoving everything in his mouth and then putting it back on the conveyor. <laughs> and what's funny is that it's not this, this restaurant was like, oh my gosh, we found this out and so we're going to change what we're doing and how we're doing it. No, no, no. Somebody videotaped this guy doing it, and millions and millions of people have watched that in Japan. Yeah. And this place is a chain, so they're all over Japan, and it's like, people are like, oh, I don't think I want to eat there anymore. That looks really gross. So now it's ruined for everybody because yep. of one bad apple. Yeah. Dude, can I tell you a quick fun story? Please. I'm there's a restaurant terrible stories today. Please. There's a restaurant here in Rochester called Mama-san's. Oh, yeah. One of Weez's favorite. I love Mama-san's, too, but um, you remember the original location downtown? Yep. On the corner of University there. I was there. I can't remember why I was in the back, but I was there for a meeting or something. We were in the back in the kitchen. And there was now Mama-san is not Japanese. I think it's um, Vietnamese. Yeah. But there was a woman in the back cutting up. And I, I'm not That's why we liked it so much. Cutting up vegetables on the floor. <laughs> Just sitting on the floor, cross-legged, on the gross, disgusting. It wasn't like a clean area or anything like that. Just chopping up vegetables right on that floor. And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> this is like one of the... the Restaurants that people like praise in Rochester, and I'm like, this is disgusting. Yeah, that's called authentic. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you might be right about that. Wow. Yeah. So oh, that man. turned me off. I have eaten at Mamasan since then, but you know the newer locations look nice. But Carl. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to fool me once. I just want to point Carl. out, fool could, me once, Carl. You could probably make a viral video. I mean, if anyone was actually videotaping what was going on in the back of restaurants or. What customers are doing. I mean, I'm sure we can get a lot of Arby's shut down as well. You know what I would like to do? I would love to do an episode one day of just, I know, if you're a restaurant worker and you listen to the show, yeah, right, please, leave us a voice of all the most fucked up thing you've ever heard that happened in your kitchen. Yeah. And I would love to do an episode where we play these. And if you tell the truth and you're good, here's what I'm going to do for you. If you do, if you tell real stories and you don't bullshit us, and you mm. leave us the voicemail, and I will give you one of our brand new, I got a really great prize I could start giving away, Carl. Oh, what's that? I could give out 
free Supercast subscription. Oh, okay. So you can they check let you out. Do that? They let me do that. Oh, that's cool. So if you tell us a real story, I will give you. What if they're already a subscriber to our Patreon or Supercast? I just want real true stories. So I'm trying to solicit and trying to have a carrot. And by the way, Vinny keeps saying the stories have to be true. I'll just tell you my policy on it. Ain't no fact checking. Most just, entertaining stories win. Yeah, just tell us some great stories about working in restaurants. You know what? I'll give, I'll give one to whoever gives us the best story. How's that? Sounds good. Okay. I've worked in restaurants for a long time, so... Um, What's the worst thing you ever saw in a restaurant? People cutting up vegetables on the floor at Mabasan's. <laughs> By far. <laughs> that was the worst. That was Holy not good. shit. So anyway, so what was this creep? Uh, Japanese men are always ruining it for the rest of us, I swear to Christ. Carl, the Super Bowl is coming up this week. Who do you like? Um, well, I don't. You know what? I don't know. I, I, I don't think that Kansas City should have gotten in. I think there were a lot of blown calls in that AFC Championship game. So I guess I'm going Philly. Well, they're going to have a harder time this week because Eagles rookie guard Josh Sills was indicted on rape and kidnapping charges in Ohio last week. Have you heard about this? <laughs> Twenty-four-year-old Stills engaged in sexual activity that was not consensual, and held the victim against her will. An alleged incident that occurred in Ohio, December fifth, twenty nineteen. Yeah, right. Yeah. So why is this coming up now? Moving fast, guys. Moving fast. Prosecutors said in a release on the Ohio Attorney General's website that Stills allegedly forced a woman to perform oral sex on him for approximately twenty minutes in his truck around two a.m. until he quote did his thing, end quote. Mm -hmm. This resulted in the woman sustaining bruising in the back of her throat, her inner lip, her right ear, and on the back of her left knee. I don't think this guy knows how blowjobs work. That is some blowjob right there. I got (laughs) to say. Offensive linemen are dumb. Bruising a girl's right ear during a blowjob, that's hard to do, I think. It's impressive. Police said they took photos of the alleged victim's injuries in the report. The woman said Stills had given her, I'm sorry, Sills, had given her and her cousin a ride back to her cousin's home from a local cafe. The woman and Sills, who were both 21 years old at the same time, knew each other for approximately seven to eight years and attended high school together. That's when Sills allegedly attempted to kiss her before grabbing her by the neck and throwing her down on the seat. The woman said Sills allegedly unbuttoned her pants and began groping her while she told him to stop repeatedly. So, listen... Naughty, naughty. Don't do that. I'm sorry, honey. I can't make out anything that you're saying right now. I'm sorry. Do you want me to turn up the radio? No problem. (laughs) Yeah. You'll know when it's over. Jesus You'll know. So something tells me, because this happened four years ago, and now it's coming out for whatever reason right before the Super Bowl, and this guy's not allowed to practice with the team or travel with the team. I have a feeling that if this same allegation came out about uh, Jalen Hurts, He'd be play, playing this, in the Super Bowl. He'd be with the team. This guy's just not very good. He doesn't even start. Wow. This uh, this whole story, she said that he grabbed her by the back of her neck, pulled her on top of him, and said, quote, you're doing this, and you're not leaving until you're done. Right. Wow. Well, nobody wants the- a half a blowjob, Vinny. That's a job not well done. Yeah. And you're not a very good rapist if all you could do is get her to kiss the tip. <laughs> right? Like, Look, I'm not going to knock You can't his brag rapist. about that in the I'm locker room of the Philadelphia Eagles. Skills, Vinny. This might be the creep off, but. 
I mean, you're not going to be proud telling Jalen Hurts about the time a girl fucking kind of nuzzled it with her nose. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, he's on the commissioner's exempt list, so he's fucked. Um, he's not playing in the Super Bowl, and, you know, he's a rookie. If this turns out to be not the case. He was a walk-on. He, I think he's played, like, in two games, like, on special teams or something. It's an old career. I mean, this is not a big deal for the Eagles. Although it would be funny if he was there at the Super Bowl giving the heart sign like uh, DeMar Hamlin was doing. <laughs> oh, look at who's here. It's Josh Sills. Is here in the building, everybody, rooting on his teammates. And where's his date? Oh, there she is down uh, his leg. Yeah, we found her. Just doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that was one of the funny things that Chrissy said. She's the, like, I used to think that's how I knew a guy liked me. He put his hand on top of my head and pushed out. <laughs> like, oh, I didn't even think the state was going well. A New Jersey man admitted he paid a hitman $20,000 in Bitcoin to kill a 14-year-old. Oh, boy. In a bid to prevent him from testing about... Their exchange of explicit photos, prosecutors said. Mm -hmm. A gentleman by the name of John Mushback pled guilty on Thursday in Camden Federal Court to an indictment charging him with one count of knowingly and intentionally using and causing another to use a facility of interstate and foreign commerce. The internet with the intent that a murder be committed. That's the technical uh, statute. Now, Vinny, think about this. You have a 14-year-old kid who is about to testify that you were sending and receiving naked photos. And all of a sudden, he gets assassinated. Unless this 14-year-old has made a lot of enemies in his short life, don't you think there's going to be some fingers being pointed at the guy who is about to go to court against this kid? Who is this hitman? How is he going to kill a 14-year-old? Is he using a garage on the bus? What the fuck are you going to do? Yeah, you know what? I have to tell you, this, this sucks, but sometimes when you hire an assassin on the dark web... These assholes just take your money without having any intention of killing a teenager for you. Oh, don't you don't say. Yeah. I bet you know what else they do because it's untraceable. Just send it to the fucking FBI to fuck you over. I bet you they might do yeah. that too. Yeah, it's, it's a real bummer, that dark web. It's not always on your side. Fucking people are so goddamn stupid. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, he's accused of trading lewd images and video with the teen who was 13 years old living in New York in the summer of 2015. An investigation was launched after the parents learned of the inappropriate contact, and uh, he was arrested in March of 2016 on child pornography charges. Who's that old guy over there? Uncle Paul, Uncle Paul, with the creepy old guy stare. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Paul, now he's coming over here, slowly limping down the hall. It's too late now, cause here comes Uncle Paul. Let me show you how to make a big boy love you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, I forgot about the last part of that. I forgot about the double make him bow. <laughs> you make a big boy. Love you. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Norton. Uh, he's a great character. Oh, my God. So he repeatedly communicated with the administrators of a murder for hire website on the dark web, as Carl said. Yeah. Now, the guy's only 31 years old. So he's not like an old guy. He wasn't, you know. Right. I don't want to misrepresent here. He was only half his age. I was going to say, he's not an old guy, but he was trying to fuck a 13-year-old. So, ah. I mean, that's kind of too old for that. So, he asked if the 14-year-old was too young to target, and upon hearing that the age was not a problem, paid approximately 40 bitcoins for the hit. Could you imagine if they're like, sir, we have a strict policy here. We will only murder people who are 18 and older. That's ridiculous he would ask us to do such a thing. So, I love this. 
because he got caught because of this whole thing, but he's such a fucking Karen too. When pressed for an additional five thousand dollars to secure the hit, because you were already stupid enough to send him twenty, yeah. <laughs> uh, Bushbuck eventually sought to cancel and asked for a refund of his twenty thousand dollars. What a fucking idiot! You know what? Never mind. I'll just take my money back, sir. I, how do I process a refund? Yeah, right. I don't see anything here. Usually, would, there's a terms of service on the bottom. I want to speak with your supervisor, please. Can I speak with your supervisor? I'm getting very bad customer support. He's facing a maximum of ten years in prison and a fine of at least two hundred and fifty grand. <laughs> he couldn't kill a fourteen-year-old on his own. Pussy. Yeah, come on, man. Step it up. All right. Austin, Texas, Carl. Yes. <clears throat> Hold on. I need to find this one. This is important for this story. I'm having a hard time today, guys. I'm so fucking tired. Ah, poor Vinny. Man, poor me. Poor Vinny Paulino. He's oh, doing he's... his AV stuff all day on Saturday. Oh, I had to watch those guys and make sure they were behaving. At, barking orders at ESO. Little bitch, do as you're told. Here we go. Also, Stut Joe Depot is in the chat and uh, thanked oh, us for a very he fun. he did in there. Very fun weekend. He was great. I'm going to tell you something. ESO. Yep. And Stut Joe Depot. Yep. MVPs. Those guys are incredible. And I also want to say, uh, I know every. Uh, I hope everything's going well for you down there, Stut Joe Depot, man. Rooting for you. Hope everything goes well and smooth. All great right. guy. Now, here we go. Ooh, it's a lady. <laughs> a 37-year-old woman was sentenced to 55 years in prison. Okay. They don't just hand out 55-year prison sentences lightly. Yeah, she must have done something heinous. She certainly did. Okay. She pled guilty to killing her close friend in order to steal her baby and pass the child off as her own. I see. Megan Sierra Mucha pled guilty to murder Thursday, February 2nd, and was subsequently sentenced over five decades behind bars. Now, Well, at least she waited for the baby to be born, because we did a story on here with a woman who killed another woman that she knew and ripped the baby out of her before she gave birth in order to get the kid. This girl is at least patient enough to be like, I'll wait for her to give birth to the kid, and then I'll, and then I'll take her out and steal the baby. Fucking disgusting. This whole thing is wild because yeah. we're going to go through this because the whole situation is great. December 12, 2019, she was, this is what she sentenced for, the kidnapping and killing of her close friend Heidi Burchard by asphyxiation. She took her daughter Margot Carey. Now, Broussard died from ligature strangulation, and her body was found in the trunk of <laughs> Faramuska's car at a home near Houston. Now Dude, They found the body of her friend in her trunk seven days later. Yep. Dude. Well, this lady's a new mom. She's busy. No, That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> no offense, Vinny, but I am going to unload your body out of my car within hours of killing you. You are going right into a lake somewhere. Yeah, and you're... Fucking no shocks way. are fucked. There's no fucking way I want you in my car for seven days. Even if you were alive and just breathing, that would be disgusting. But a dead person decomposing in a car for seven days, what are you doing? I've let you in my car. <laughs> yeah, you'd keep me my dead body in your car? Thanks, buddy. Oh, fuck no. I take it all back. I'm oh. much better than that. I, the body would never be in my vehicle. But, I mean, did this woman have a plan? What the fuck? How do you keep a dead body in your car, in your trunk, for seven days? 
You gotta have a plan. I don't think she really had this whole thing figured out. No, I guess not. Now they found the daughter Margot, who was three weeks old at the time, inside her home and okay. Now Faramuska told police she was pregnant and she was due around the same time as Roussard. She reportedly lived with her ex-boyfriend, and she said she gave birth while he was away at the beach. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> hey, guess what happened while well, you were at the beach today? New baby, check it out. Hey. Don't drive the car or something. How did you give birth to a uh, three-week-old baby? Ah, it doesn't matter. Because you wrecked my vagina. <laughs> I don't know. The ex-boyfriend, however, told investigators he never saw Faramuski's bare stomach during her supposed pregnancy. Faramuska reportedly told investigators she had the baby in Woodlands, Texas. Mm-hmm. When a law enforcement officer showed Faramuska's ex a photo of Margot, he reportedly replied, That's the baby of my house. Yeah. Yeah. Oops. So they met at a church camp and had been best friends since they were 10 years old. Never trust anyone you meet at church. Amen. Hey, Vinny, can I give you a programming note real quick? Yeah, please. Scoreboard spell wrong on our uh, scoreboard. Oh, I'm so retarded. Sorry. I'm the most <laughs> retarded person now. in the world. <laughs> I just deleted it. Thank you. Thank you. That's no better. problem. <laughs> All right. It is still Super Chat I Monday. I didn't make that super fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can tell. Uh, it is still Super Chat Monday if anybody wants to get in their Super Chats. Thanks to everyone who made it out this past weekend. I know there's a few people who are hanging out watching the show right now who were here on Friday and Saturday. What a fucking amazing weekend that was i i think we pulled it off buddy what do you think i think our work here is done carl we nailed everything and honestly buddy you and shuli did good the tech team did good everybody who came was happy i just am glad it's over i'm so fucking thrilled it's over yep I'm happy to have it behind us and now we're looking forward to i was talking about doing the show with you today sorry oh well, I'm also looking forward to that being over with. Great. Because I'm gearing up for the WATP Dick Show crossover in Philadelphia on April 22nd. Live.dick.show is where you can get your tickets for that event. It's a very cool venue, and it's going to be a great time. Uh, Nick Ricade is going to be there. Vito Giswaldi is going to be there. Me and Vinny, producer Chris. We're going to have a whole crew out there doing shows, doing live shows. Uh, and, of course, the, the crossover with the Dick Show and WATP. The city of brotherly love, man. And we're hoping the Sean, the audio engineer, makes it out. So everyone started putting pressure on him. Please. He wouldn't come to that? Is he too busy? What's He's his deal? He's too busy. He's working all the fucking time. They, I, apparently, they're churning out a lot of cartoons out there in L.A., and so uh, he's very busy with that. All right. Well, folks, you heard that. Get your tickets. Dick Show Live. Live.dick.show. Live.dick.show. I am a... Uh, Ready to be done, Carl. So, it's nice to be important. It's more important to be nice. Gagia. Fuck, I found it.